0: hello and welcome to the skeptic show this is a very special episode and for this episode i invited nitu ma'am if you have been listening to this podcast regularly then you probably know that nitu ma'am was the first guest on the skeptic show she is my teacher and this is her second time on this podcast if you are not a regular listener then please become one and welcome welcome to the skeptic show in this episode nitu ma'am and i talked about god and evolution of god We talked about the purpose of religion and rituals in our life and in society. We talked about nihilism. We talked about spirituality. We talked about the famous quote, God is dead. We talked about the emergence of the new godless religion. We talked about the meaning, the meaning of all of it. We talked about the meaning of life. All right, that's enough of me talking. Let's get into the episode. I think that humans need a divine entity to give meaning and purpose to their life what do you think is that entity? Is that entity God? Is that entity spirituality? Or what do you think what is God or who is God?
1: So who and what is God is a question that has probably plagued the modern world for as long as it has existed. But is there really an answer to that question? Now, do we really need a divine intervention to give our life meaning? It entirely depends on what we believe in. And God is also a belief. It's a faith. And if we think that is the power that is going to give your life meaning, then yes, you need that divine. But if you feel the world around you is what is going to give you meaning to live life, then you don't need a divine intervention. And if you believe that you don't... Believe and you don't need anything at all to give you meaning to your existence,
0: then th- th- that is that. So, what is God exactly? Because uh, when humans say God, when different people say God, they mean different things. For some people, God is a human, a playful boy like Krishna. For some people, it is Ram, uh, a rule follower, the supreme upholder of rules. For some people, it is Jesus. For some people, it is the ultimate reality. For some people, it is the mystery of the universe. So what is God exactly for you?
1: For me, God, I think, is, it is not anybody. It is a concept, a concept of what is right and wrong. Again, that falls into the gray area once again. But when we live in a society, there are certain things that bind us. There are certain, certain things that we must abide by. And I think for me, God is that right and wrong. The things that I will do and the things that I will not do. The things that I will not inflict on somebody else. Things that I will not want inflicted on myself. For me, that is God. Now, even if you look at any of the gods that we have had, Whether it be Krishna, Rama, Allah, Jesus, they all embody in them a good, Mm. right? It the good can come in the manner of a childish innocence, winning over evil. You know, willingness to die for somebody else. But at the end of it, it's always goodness that they embody it is always brotherhood that they embody the coming together and i think at the core of divinity spirituality that is what we are all looking for right a place of goodness where we can exist without having to worry without having to be told that you have to be a certain way to be part of a community and I think every God embodies that. But unfortunately, we seem to forget it.
0: Yeah. And the concept of God has evolved. Uh, 3000 years ago, humans used to worship rain. Humans used to worship stars and sun. But then uh, Christianity came in and then we realized that uh, the universe is very, very vast. And then uh, people evolved. The, their idea of God evolved and then God meant the ultimate reality, the entire universe, or the creator of the entire universe. And then uh, different people mean different things when they say God. Nowadays, spirituality is taking the place of religion and in spirituality, it is uh, a very different thing. And the subject of spirituality is very, very subjective. People mean different things. Uh, For some people, spirituality is about reading books. For some people, it is about transcendence. So, how has the concept of God evolved?
1: Now, like you rightly said, every religion that we know of, any ancient religion you take, it has always started by uh, worshipping those powers of nature that you could not understand. And it is from there all religion started. And if you look at any of the modern religion, it's only in the modern religion that we see the embodiment of a person as a god. Otherwise, all of our gods have been powers. Yeah. Right? And now it is changing. Today we realize, with the advent of science, a lot of the things that we once worried about and a lot of the things that once terrified us, they have been explained. So there is no reason to be frightened of it anymore, which means we don't have to see it as a god it is not this ultimate power that no one can uh, understand so that has changed the way we see religion and god and then came the modern religions that said god is just like you but with a lot more uh, you know powers a lot more discipline uh, you know capable of you know uh, miracles right and then once again, science, our ability to question, stepped in. You know, the, the reason survived it all. And once reason sets in, a lot of the things start looking like a Santa Claus myth. Do we want to believe it because it makes you feel good? Yes. But at the end of it, does it really answer to your reasonable, logical mind? Many a times not. And hence, God has had to evolve. And today, where most of our uh, queries about the world have been answered, uh, most of our queries about things that have plagued us and baffled us have been answered. Today we turn to things that are more closer to us. Like you said, reading. Yeah reading is close to me that is something i can feel and touch that is something that i can um, take pleasure in find peace in find a companion in and if that is where i find my best self why not that becomes my spirituality because what is spirituality at the end of the day to find your best self yeah, and in whatever you do if you are finding your best self sometimes your spirituality may not be in an object, a book it might be in the pet that you have it might be in the partner that you have if that is where you find the best version of yourself that is where you find peace that is where you find acceptance without judgment who are we to say that is not God
0: yeah after all it's an idea, it's a concept it's an idea,
1: it's a it's concept
0: so aren't we God? Because if human created the concept of God, then aren't we God? We aren't Gods. But if somebody believes that
1: you can make them the best version of themselves, you may possess something unique because God, when you say God, you know, with the very term God, we have made certain associations. That is supernatural, that is divine, that possesses powers associated with miracles. Now, those aren't things that you can quantify. So when you start believing that you are God, it becomes problematic. But if you believe that you can help somebody become better than what they are currently, I think you have something special in you. Is it God? I would not go so far as to say that but you do have something special
0: yeah and uh, whenever we talk about God I think it is necessary that we talk about Nietzsche he declared that God is dead and we have murdered him so what do you think he meant by that
1: it's the exact same thing with the advancement in sciences we have very little that we are baffled over very little that remains as a mystery any longer and in the process, we don't need a divine. We know where we come from, we know where we are going. The only thing that we still are probably mystified by would be death and what happens after. Yeah, and every religion has this concept of afterlife. Yes. Now, if you are a believer and you're still searching for that something, then yes, you might believe in that afterlife. But if you really look at the basic science of it, when you die, you cease to exist. You become one with earth or you are turned to ash and and that's it. Or you become part of the cycle of life. You become fodder for somebody else. And that's it. That's, that's the end of it. Now, is there an afterlife? Who are we to say? I mean, we can speculate over it. But speculation is not the same
0: as certainty. Uh, God, whenever we talk about God, I think it is also important that we talk about religion because God and religion are kind of married together or they were married together. So what do you think is the role or what do you think is the purpose of religion in our life individually? And what is the purpose of uh, religion in our society? I think even
1: today, God and religion, they are married together. I mean, you can't uh, talk of one and negate the other. Because, you know, religion is what has given us this concept of a God. Yeah. Without religion, there is no God.
0: And without God, there is no religion. Yeah. But Buddhism and Jainism, they are atheistic faith and there is no God in uh, those faiths.
1: Um, But they do believe in the... uh, yeah, after tenets life and, yeah. of what Jain and Buddha has given them. Yeah. Right? And for them, they become the embodiment of those tenets. And they become what they see as God. Wouldn't you categorize it that way?
0: Yeah. They have uh, this idea of higher consciousness of yes. elevating and overcoming obstacles and fear and then uh, becoming pure consciousness. So it is kind of divine, because there is some divine element to it. Yes. Uh, So, my question again, what do you think is the purpose of uh, religion in our life?
1: What does religion do for us? It's a very complicated question, because that's so different. I mean, it's different for everyone, what religion does. For me, religion, personally, has taken me on a journey of understanding the world as I see it. It tells me what is in the grey area, what is in black and white. It has helped me become a person who is more conscious of um, right and wrong. I believe religion for me has made me a more humane person because at the end of the day, from my religion, what I have taken away is how can you become a better person? To be selfless, to be caring, to be inclusive. That's what I have taken away from religion. I don't believe in that God who is standing there in judgment of you, who is going to come and uh, you know throw you into the depths of hell because you have done something wrong. I believe in a more benevolent God who is kind and caring and who will show you the right path if you're willing to listen. And I believe that God resides in all of us because there is that inner voice that always tells you when you are starting your journey down the wrong path, there is always that that voice inside of you that says, hmm, maybe not. And I believe that is where my God resides. I don't believe in a God that lives somewhere up in the clouds or a god that believes somewhere down in the ground, underworld. I I have no faith in either of those gods. I find my gods in everyday people. I find a person helping someone. I see divinity in them. I look out into nature and I see divinity in nature. And so for me, religion is that. For me, religion is, is not about going to a particular place, saying something over and over again, performing the same rites and rituals over and over again, and then feeling terrified of anyone who does not follow my rites or rituals. For me, that, that's not God or religion. For me, that is something that we have created because we do not like differences. Because anything that is different from us Terrifies us.
0: That's our tribal identity. We are scared of different tribes. We are scared of different people Um, So we talked about religion and we talked about importance of religion in our individual right uh, in in our individual life so what is the role of religion in our society because individuality and society are two separate entities and Religion plays a very important role because there are many many country which are fundamentalist Uh, they follow religious fundamental rigorously uh, so what is the role of religion in our society
1: I think as a society depending on the uh, religion we follow and depending on the rites and rituals of that particular religion and uh, the right and wrong of that religion I think it changes for a society that is progressive religion becomes a that one thing in which you can put your trust and faith that one thing from which all of the powers come from the power to decide, the power to um, you know, accept but at the end of the day I think for a society religion is important because it gives an identity to people Whether that identity is good or bad is something that we all have to stop and think. But it definitely gives a sense of belonging, a sense of community, a sense of peace. When you feel things are no longer within your reach, no longer within your grasp, no longer within your power, religion sort of gives you a sense of peace, serenity. Knowing that there is somebody up there looking after all of it. When we are taking difficult decisions, you know, sometimes it's important to have that faith that what you are doing is right. And when they, you have nobody else telling you this is right or wrong, when you are the sole authority and the only one deciding on certain things, I, I think that helps.
0: Yeah. It really is important because uh, people have a sense of identity and that is uh, closely linked with religion, that is closely linked with Uh, class that is closely linked with Work that we do. So it is important, but do you think that there are some fundamental flaws in religion and uh, for example 500 years ago if uh, If there was a homosexual and he was expressing himself freely then he would that would be considered blasphemy and uh, he would be jailed or killed and uh, right now in America in the West and uh, in China or even the entire 20th century, the story of the entire 20th century, it is that progression that uh, God is dead. But we have taken the same religious structure and we have taken the same structure and we have replaced God with some other ideas. And that idea are more often than not bad, very, very bad. So uh, in China, in communist China, communism is like a religion right now. Everyone who is against Communism is discriminated against and they are jailed in uh, the West, particularly in America right now. uh, Everyone who disagrees with a certain political ideology, they are cancelled. So do you think that uh, we have killed God, but we have copied the same structure and God is still alive, but in the grand scheme of things because people are more atheist now than they were 100 years ago because of science, because of economy. And so do you think that we have taken the same structure and we have not solved the underlying problem of that same structure?
1: I think that's because as human beings, we need something to look up to. And if God is no longer the thing that you're looking up to, we need something else to replace it with. We need a center. And without a center, we all fall apart. And if god is no longer that center that is keeping all of us together then we immediately turn to the next best thing that can become our center because we all need to revolve around something yeah as human beings and since we don't have a religion that we can confidently call as our center i think it's only when it's only when the religion ends we start looking for other centers otherwise if you look at history Every center, everything has started from that point. Religion has always been at the center. And everything else develops around that religion and religious faith and beliefs and rites and rituals. Take away that religious center and then you are like, uh, you know, little bubbles floating around in vacuum. And you need to fill that vacuum. And we find that next center. So that next center can come as the communist ideology it can come as a nihilistic ideology existential ideology we have to have something to ground ourselves to revolve around and today yes we have replaced now that we have let go of religion because religion, God, faith all of this seems to Be redundant concepts these days. And even if you believe, those beliefs seem to have made us more narrow-minded and shallow and exclusive rather than open our minds to possibilities. So now we have replaced one center with another. And so if you, just like religion, if you are not part of the communist ideology, then you have no place here. Because now you are the other. And we do not understand the other.
0: And we don't want the other. We don't (laughs)
1: want the other. Because we are always terrified that somebody else is going to usurp our place. And the other is always the best candidate to do that. We, We don't suspect our own. But we are always suspicious of the other. Yeah. When the problem might actually reside within our own communities. The way we are made to... Think about that center. Why do we need only people who think like us and behave like us? I mean that that's a way of, again to control. Yeah. Church has done it. Now communist regimes are doing it. Yeah. Religious faith is doing it.
0: Yeah, totally. And uh, I think that uh, humans have a need for the divine because uh, and that divine may or may not be God. For example, Bhagat Singh, he was an atheist, but he was in love with the nation and that idea that divine perfect idea gave him meaning and it gave him purpose so even if you do not believe in god you need something to hold to or otherwise you will fall into the trap of nihilism so do you think that we need something divine and that divine may or may not be god but we need something divine I wouldn't call it divine
1: or divinity, we all need something to put our faith in. Something that we are willing to give our lives for. Something that we are so passionate about, that this becomes everything that we have ever wanted. So we are willing to give up anything and everything to ensure that this survives. Or it survives the way we see it in our heads. Because many a times, what is in our head is not the same as what it actually is. So like people are not all good and not all bad. So when we place a concept like nation at the center of all that we believe in, is it good or bad? I don't know because many a times I feel when we put that nation at the center and when we start talking about things in terms of you know the national and the anti-national it becomes once again problematic you might be part of a nation but you may not have had the same experiences as the other right so for one this might be your center for the other your own nation may have contributed some of the problems that you are currently reeling under. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, but...
0: Well, I think it did because uh, whenever we talk about God and when you, whenever we talk about godless divinity, there is this problem because when we replace God and when we kill God, when we murder God, we have to replace it with something and that something, as I said, more often than not, is a very, very bad idea. Communism, It tried to remove religion from the centerpiece of our existence and it was a very, very bad idea. And the same with nationalism. Because what happens is that nationalism is not perfect and and it is very, very, very subjective. But with God, God is an objective, ultimate reality. He is the perfect being. And I'm not talking about the fundamentals of religion. That's a separate thing. But God for everyone is the perfect being. And we try to be like God. So when we kill God, when we replace God with certain, uh, with some new ideas, there is always this risk. The risk of doing something wrong and the risk that is not there with religion. But again, religion has its problem, but we must think about the replacement. So we should not just blindly replace God with anything else or with anything at all. Because uh, we have Instagram right now, we have social media right now and There are a lot of bad ideas out there, a lot of bad ideas and we are removing God and then we are uh, placing those bad ideas in place of God. But God is a perfect being. In religion, he might or or she might not be, but he is the perfect entity and we are replacing him with very bad ideas. So I think it did answer my question. So uh, whenever we talk about God, it is always about the meaning of our life. It is always about the purpose of our life. So what do you think is the meaning of our life?
1: I think now you're touching on existential uh, questions. What is the meaning of life? I don't know what is the meaning. Meaning of life is what we give it. My meaning and your meaning will be very different. But we have to find a meaning at the end of the day. Yeah. There is no inherent meaning to life, I believe. We give it the meaning that we want it to have. So I give my life the meaning that I want my life to have. And that's it, period. And you will give the meaning that you want your life to have.
0: Yeah, it's a very very subjective it's very experience. It's very subjective.
1: And also just too about the previous point that uh, you were making. Replacing God with everything else is not the problem. The concept of God itself is a problem. Because I I like the way you saw God as the perfect being that we all strive towards. But unfortunately, we are not the ones striving for that perfection. We strive to keep that perfect being intact. We don't like anybody touching that perfect notion concept of God. And I think that's what makes us more sectarian. Right? Because none of us are striving towards that perfection. We are striving to uphold the perfection that we believe God possesses.
0: Yeah. And uh, right now, spirituality is taking over and uh, people may or may not be religious. Even atheist people, they believe in spirituality. So, what are your thoughts on that?
1: So, um... Spirituality for me is not associated with theism or atheism because you can have spirituality even when you don't believe in the existence of a higher power. You can find your essence in everything and anything that you do. When I'm working, I find myself spiritually fulfilled.
0: Yeah. So it is always about the meaning.
1: What you associate with it? Because for me, spirituality is not about transcending this world. And I don't believe in my ability to transcend this world because I am a human being, I am born into this world and I am in a material plane. It makes no sense for me to think that I am going to transcend this material plane. I don't think it's possible. I can't give up on the luxuries, the few luxuries that I have. Right? I mean, what kind of a life would I be living then? I have to become an hermit? And I don't think everyone's capable of giving up on all of that and becoming a hermit to find that divine bliss. Right? So why does spirituality have to be always to do with the divinity and giving up on things? I am material. I like my material plane. But how well am I going to live my life on this material plane? Am I going to become a problem to others? Am I going to become a part of the solution? I think that makes my life and that is where I find my spirituality. So if I'm working and if I'm doing my work well to my satisfaction, I'm spiritually fulfilled. When I go home and I'm sitting with my pet and I'm scratching his head, And I find that peace. I'm spiritually satisfied. I'm cooking for my family. And I feel it's come out well and I've poured all of my love into it. That's my spiritual bliss.
0: So, it's the same thing. Uh, Have you watched this movie called uh, The Dead Poets Society? Yeah, in this, uh, there is an actor saying that the meaning of life does not there is no inherent meaning to life. The meaning lies in expression itself. It is the expression of love, of emotion, of, of romance that gives life its meaning. So I think it's just that, that, that meaning does not lie somewhere else. It lies in the expression. It
1: lies. So it all lies within you.
0: Yeah, and we give meaning to our lives. We give
1: meaning to our life. We give meaning to everything around us. And we see what we want to see and we take what we want to take.
0: And speaking of uh, meaning, I think it is necessary that we should talk about nihilism uh, because when, we, when an individual kills God, when they become atheists, it is very, very easy to fall into the nihilism trap. So uh, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think uh, when Nietzsche spoke about it first, when he said, All of us are going to fall into this trap. I think he was right. Because slowly and steadily as things stop making sense, structures that we had built, things that we had put our faith in, stop doing the things that it promised. And the reason why we put our faith in it, when all of that ceases to exist, I think we will... Mm -hmm we will spiral into a nihilist mindset where we we have to start believing that nothing comes with meaning.
0: Yes, everything is meaningless and then we give meaning.
1: We give it meaning. And only if we are capable of giving things meaning can that exist. Because no structures are erected with any inherent characteristics. Each structure that is erected, is erected by us through our vision. Which means each one of those things have taken its meaning from us. Without our belief and faith in that structure, it's just a structure.
0: Uh, But then uh, religion gave inherent meaning to our lives. And uh, after the death of religion, after the death of God, we will eventually fall into nihilism. Everybody now is falling into nihilism, that the concept that life is meaningless. But it is also a very, very bad place it to is, be in.
1: Because when you stop believing that there is an inherent purpose to my existence, you stop caring. And that, that's a dangerous place to be. When you stop caring about people around you, when you stop caring about things, like basic things, like you stop caring about your family, your education... You stop caring about yourself. Like you you find a lot of kids on a self-destructive path because they don't care. Like if you ask, why do you do it? They don't care. And that's very, very dangerous path to go down. But that is, it's all coming from that space that, you know, nothing has any meaning. Nothing has any inherent meaning. We have to give it meaning. And when we are at a loss and we have no meaning to give it, then nothing matters. You don't matter. I don't matter. Parents don't matter. And if your own family don't matter, what else are you going to worry about? What else will you find that faith in?
0: And that's, that's dangerous. Do you think that humans are very, very bad with meaning and purpose? I think humans are pretty
1: good with meaning and purpose. Because each one of us, like for every one person that believes in that self-destructive path, who believes that the only answer is destruction, I think 100 people find meaning find a reason to do what they do, to continue doing what they do. They find a reason to stand their ground and fight for something. I think human beings are good at finding meaning in abstract, absurd situations.
0: And do you think that ritualistic religion or the rituals, uh, there is a place of ritual in our society because with rituals comes community?
1: Yes, I think it also brings about a certain kind of assurance And I mean, whatever said and done, there is a comfort in repetition
0: Yes, the comfort of certainty
1: Yes, so I think yes, rites and rituals definitely brings communities together Now when you know why you are doing what you are doing And what the purpose of it is, I think it's all right But the minute you forget why we were doing it and it becomes blind obsession and then it becomes an inability to change, then rites and rituals become problematic because they were developed for a particular purpose and when that purpose changes, your rites and rituals must change and only then can the community stay together. When you become orthodox or stringent, and you have forgotten the purpose behind those rites and rituals then you are causing more fissures in society than you are bringing them together
0: yeah and you spoke about reading books which book is your all-time favorite
1: okay now uh, there is a book by rohinton mystery called a fine balance i think it remains even to this day my all-time favorite like even when i talk about it today it gives me goosebumps the the emotions that it communicated the, the 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 desperation of the stories the the reality of the characters it all talks about life the absurdity of life what is life the meaning of life it talks about all of it and, and, yeah, it remains my top favorite.
0: And uh, which book are you currently reading?
1: Currently, I'm reading uh, Anand Neelakandl, Uh His Asura series. I've started the first book. The first I'm one is about first, Ravan. Yes, about Ravan. So, um, I'm just about 50 pages through it.
0: Yeah. Well, I have have heard some good reviews about that book.
1: I'm hoping... It's been good up till now. So I'm hoping it continues. And I love revisionist literature, so... Yes. And uh, do you read religious books? No. Apart from the Bible that I was taught when I was a child... I have seldom gone back to reading religious books, but today I read them not as religious books because uh, when I started reading revisionist literature, it sort of captured my imagination. So I don't sit and read, but I do read up on characters and the way they're portrayed in mythology. So um, I am fascinated by biblical revisionism. So I have been reading that a lot as well. What is it about? So they take characters just like how uh, mythological characters are being revised by writers like Kavita Kane, uh, Patnaik, yeah. even Nela Kandan. So we have a lot of writers who are revisioning characters from the Bible, like the character of Eve, the character of Mother Mary, uh, Lot's wife. So
0: yeah, I think Devdutt has written a book about Eden and the story of Bible, biblical stories.
1: I haven't read that one, but yeah, it's in my list.
0: Some people say he's pretty good.
1: He is. I enjoy his. Um, from Devdutt patnaik I think my favorite is The Pregnant King. How he looks about at Sikhandi? gender. It's about a king who gives birth. It, it is brilliant.
0: it's a father and
1: a mother in one it's a man and a woman in one and if we can accept that in religion why can't we accept them in everyday life
0: well that's a tricky area and i don't want to get into that area because uh, the concept of religion differs and the concept of god differs and acceptance differs so It's a very controversial question, and you don't have to answer that. But do you think that all religions are the same? Not in terms of the right to practice your religion, but in terms of theology?
1: No, they aren't. They differ. But at the core of it, I still believe all religion thrives on love and brotherhood and sisterhood.
0: And sisterhood. (laughs) What are your thoughts on the feminism movement, the feminist movement?
1: I think it is the need of the hour because we are talking about equality for all when we talk about feminism. It's not just for women. It's for men, women, all the other genders, people who are uh, you know, reluctant to identify with a gender. It's for everyone. I think feminism is about equality for all all and to ensure that discrimination you know can't say cease to exist but understanding that there is discrimination and to fight against it because i don't think feminism even feminism can take that stand and say that we are going to end it all we can't but we can make people aware that there is a problem
0: yeah and the differences between two gender or uh so not two gender but differences between two sex will always be there and it's not a bad thing it is a thing to celebrate that we are different and it's okay
1: it's okay i mean it's all right to accept the fact that we are different but it's not okay to discriminate because we are different yeah uh,
0: being different does not mean that it shouldn't be fair for everyone exactly and whenever and we have talked about god and we have talked about uh religion do you think because all these religions are stories they thrive on stories and human mind is more compatible with stories than it is with logic right now people will not believe it but what happens is and what this has happened for like 4000 year that we really do not care about logic we use logic to write our story and it's and it's uh, and I think that it's opposite because all reason has this story Where there is a God and he's a benevolent being and he's uh, doing some good things and this is how we should be So uh, do you think that stories are more important than logic?
1: I think we Accept stories a lot more easily than we do logic because logic is a lot more complicated. You have to think and you have to analyze and That's difficult But stories are the easiest things to consume. Now, if you look at any religious teachings, they teach you through stories. When you're teaching children, we teach them through stories, fables, tales. They're all stories. And you cleverly instill those morals, values that you want to pass on in those stories. It's unchallenged and accepted. And I think stories are a powerful medium.
0: And my next question, and this will be my last question. Do you think that God exists as per religions?
1: I don't think so. I don't believe that.
0: So it is It is a divine being that we have created? I believe so. Alright, so I think this is it for this episode. And... Uh, Thank you for coming to this show. I really appreciate it. Thank you
1: Shubham for having me.
0: You have reached the very end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it with your friends and family. Make sure to share it with your theist and atheist friend. Make sure that you share it with your communist friend. And while you are at it, also follow us on Spotify. And if you are listening to this podcast on YouTube, then make sure you subscribe and like our episode. If you have any suggestion, then please make sure to leave it in the comment section below. Alright, this is your host Subham Saurav and I'm signing off. Peace.